Is he strong? Listen good. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hear that? There goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, unseen how they fly like a streak of light. He arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man Fame and fortune is ignored Action is his reward Look out! There goes a Spider-Man Episode 174 for April 2012 The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com They have today's comics at yesterday's prices an example is on the first issue of the Spider-Men miniseries. This one is written by Brian Michael Bendis, and the description reads, quote, History will be made for the Marvel Universe. That's talk about tease. Anyway, the cover price, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $0.99, cents, which is 75% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com and add them on Facebook. Just type in Mail Order Comics in the search bar. Welcome back, webheads, to our April edition. We're recording this on Easter. Against all of our wives' best interests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Donovan, a reviewer on the Amazing Spider-Man title on the front page. Welcome, my friend Don. Thank you, and uh, speak for yourself. I have no wife to answer to. <laughs> <laughs> what about your, Car- your Carly Cooper? Oh, crap, she'll be pissed. <laughs> and we have Zach from SpideyDude.com. Happy Easter, sir. Uh, yeah, it's a happy Easter, but uh, unfortunately I was going to announce my retirement from the crawl space. But, uh, uh, you too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, April Fools, everybody. You'd have, to pry this, you'd have to pry this spot for my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Here's the question everyone wants to know. Cadbury eggs, pro or con? you like them or do you hate them? Uh, I'm indifferent towards them. Good. I mean, it's going to be I, a polarizing I, issue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, I, I, I'll eat them every once in a while, but uh, I'm not like obsessed with them. You know. Yeah. I don't mainline it into my art. You know, into my veins. <laughs> now, if they had Cadbury bacon, our friend George Berryman would love Cadbury bacon. Welcome, George. Hey, How are you, sir? Hey, happy Easter. I love that picture that you put up on the Facebooks. This oh, thank of, you. Uh, of uh, Ava, and she, the look on her face as she's looking at the king. He's like, "Why can't you just open? Can't you just be open now?" <laughs> yeah, we got her some plastic eggs filled with candy, and and if you're one and a half, the motor skills of your hands aren't as good. They're kind of like you are drunk in college. Well, she hey, that was me last night. Like huh? That was me last night. Oh, sorry. Hey, she looks, she looks like she's looking at the candy like she's like she's just frustrated, like she's about to hurl it across the room if it doesn't just open magically and and give up its you know sweet you know gooey inside or whatever. Here's the picture George is describing. Ava was opening her Easter basket, which is a Spider-Man head, which and you, is bigger than her. Hey, Brad, you need to yeah. put that up on the front page because she's got her Spider-Man shirt on. She's got a little Spider-Man bucket there. There's Muppets and involved. She, and from her grandparents, she got two Build-A-Bears, Kermit and Miss Piggy. Aww. Oh, I, I noticed that. Yeah, that's cute. Like that, oh, yeah, that's really what that cute. was. Okay. Yeah, those are those are build a bears. So she just had a big old day, didn't she? I she did. She did. 
And then she had a sugar meltdown. So that's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 9 a.m. Dad's half awake, and we're screaming at the top of our lungs. That's how you start Sunday, baby. <laughs> Happy Easter in the Douglas house. Yeah, no doubt, man. Pry Daddy off the wall. Uh, and the kid. <laughs> And we have uh, Jr. from SpideyKicksBud.com. Any sugar meltdowns in, the, in your house, Jr.? Well, not yet, not yet. Um, you know, I was thinking that you know when you originally decided you wanted to do this podcast on Easter Sunday, I thought, oh my God! I mean, if I do a podcast on Easter Sunday, I might might go to hell. But, uh, but then I realized that uh, this month I have been married for uh, 23 years, and then I realized. I'm already there. So <laughs> you've, been married, you've been married 23 years now. So, so yeah, yep. So it just does matter whether you know whether I go to hell now or later. It's the same. That sounds well, exhausting. Married 20 years, and then the bird swept it all away, Jr. So well, I'm still waiting for that pigeon. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> You're waiting for, <laughs> waiting for that fat guy. It's like, please, Red Pigeon, come and pry open the lock on some scumbag's car or whatever, and we can. Wow. Yeah. Man, can Jr. just get hit in the head with a brick and you know it's all good? <laughs> what were you saying, George? I'm gonna get married real soon. You? I said I'm gonna get married real soon. <laughs> these these loving endorsements, and we have Josh Bertoni from. You just put up a bunch of spider memories, which I absolutely adore. And you had a Bertoni loves Betty for the April Fools. <laughs> so you've been you've been hard at work. And then I hated her again by Wednesday when the new Venom came out. So <laughs> it, was, it was it was a great week. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thank you, Brad. Brad backed me into a corner and said, "Post more Spidey memories." He like threw my laptop at me and like wouldn't let me leave until I drafted three of them a few nights. Yeah, ago. I, I also got uh, got a warning that night too. So I just you know it was a bad, it was a bad night all around for people. Oh, we're not oh gonna... no, 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 no. <laughs> we're not talking about that night. No, we're not. Uh, it's nice to have the whole panel here. This is the new Crawl Space podcast uh, panel. By the Volume way, I, wanna, I, do, I do want to uh, extend a heartfelt um, goodbye to uh, Mr. Kevin Cushing and Mr. Michael Bailey. I couldn't be on the show last month. Uh, they were absolutely f- fun people to be around. It's really going to be hard to, to lose a guy like Kevin, who, uh, along with Brad and myself, launched the show. And I just wanted to um, wish them well in their future endeavors and and uh, hope to see them soon. I would agree. Amen to that. Uh, we start, we're starting off, we've uh, not had any iTunes reviews, at least in the United States, for a while. But in the, in the, the last month of March, we had three. So I'm going to read two positive and one that hates our guts. <laughs> Which one do you want first, fellas? you want the, the, the hateful one or you want the, the, the good ones? Let's, let's get, get the, the sour one first. Uh, you want the sour the, one? Let's do the happy one first. The happy, okay. It's Easter. Yeah. Yes. In one Sky? Easter basket, we have a positive review. In another Easter <laughs> basket, the bunny took a shit. Sky Spider 95. Subject title, you guys rule. Five out of five stars. You guys are awesome. I come from a small town where... <laughs> doesn't that sound like a... Dear Penthouse Magazine, I come from a small college town. <laughs> Brad, everything you read sounds like it's starting off from Penthouse Magazine. I know. I walk into a bar, and anyway, I come from a small college town where the only place to get comics is a store called Hastings. Speaking of Hastings, side note, the one in Joplin, Missouri is closing. Really? Yeah, the Hastings aren't doing very well. Ever since they got comics. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, they, yeah, my local Hastings is closing. Anyway, I spider, I apologize. I'm going off. It's nice, back to quote. It's nice to hear what is going on in the Marvel Universe from real pros, before hoes, who knows their comics and show real love for their hero. I'm a huge fan of this podcast. I'm from Texas. Yay, there you exactly. go. This was not me. I promise. It was yeah. not me. And I'm also a huge fan of the Beatles. There you go, Bertone. Well done, this is son. a podcast that I can relate to. Brad Douglas and his crazy cast of cohorts are a bunch of guys that I would love to hang out with. Keep going, or keep doing what you guys are doing, no matter anybody else's views. Yeah. People will always discriminate against views that aren't theirs. Very Holla. true. Mm. Holla back. Representing Texas right there. Thank you, Sky Spider. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Gary Giaimo, I apologize. It's Gary G. I'm screwing up your last name. I can already tell. Uh, five, five out of five stars. Best comic podcast out there. Ooh. Appreciate that, Ooh. sir. I reluctantly entered the world of podcasts a few months ago and shortly discovered the Spider-Man Crawl Space after the, uh, shortly thereafter, and it quickly became my favorite. I spent the last few months catching up from the first episode. Wow. That's 170-plus, sir. Scrounging for free time to get up to date. <laughs> I finally got there, and it's been a long road, but this group of diehard Spider fans have certainly made it an enjoyable one. Let's start with our host, Brad Douglas. I value his passion and loyalty for the character and get a kick out of the balance he maintains among his panel between comedy and professionalism. Too much of either can be problematic for a themed podcast, but he manages to toe the line perfectly. Good job, Brad. I love JR's dry sense of humor and seemingly endless amount of knowledge on the subject. I wonder, does his wife listen to the show? (laughs) (laughs) Not after today. She's not. The the second he's served with the divorce papers, that's when we know that she's heard the podcast. Yeah. JR, does your wife listen, by the way? Not at all. I I think I think no no she doesn't she she her, the limit of her technical skills uh, ends and begins with Facebook uh, and all the games that are on that and uh, and uh, I I think she would almost she would al- almost uh, rather me uh, go out to the pool hall and hang out with uh, sleazy women than uh, than do this <laughs> podcast so. Does she burn? Uh, does she? Hey, hey, Jr. Does she burn Brad and FPG sometimes? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've got a voodoo doll, and I hear still some pens every now and then. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, no. She she doesn't blame anybody but me. So. Okay. Sure, <laughs> I did That's what marriage is all about. Yeah. All right. Uh, George is hysterical. Back to quote. He manages to crack me up each episode with his wit and banter and his ability to drive the rest of the panel down the road he's taking. <laughs> <laughs> right off a cliff. Right off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Bertoni, sorry if it's misspelled, that Bertoni's passion and uplifting nature balances J.R. and George's distance towards the current direction of the comics. I miss Stella and was sad to hear about Kevin leaving the show, who, no offense to the rest of you, was my favorite contributor to the panel. A gifted writer, great job on the comic, Kevin, who brought the POV of a writer to his reviews, which I found very 
interesting, and usually was in agreement with both his reviews and his recommendations. You'll be missed. Kevin, we know that you wrote this review. (laughs) (laughs) All in all, a great job on the show. absolutely love the content from the reviews to the spider news to the message board conversation and the debates. In fact, I enjoy it so much that I've actually joined the message board. His handle is Gobby1981, which is a first for me. Love it and will continue to be a devoted fan for years to come. That was a really, really well thought review. I, I, I thank you, Gary. That was really nice. Don't you agree, guys? That was yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right, and then we have this guy, uh, Hound Mountain. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hound Mountain. Yeah, he's he's hounding the mountain is his name, and uh, he, <laughs> he gave us two out of five stars. The subject was very negative podcast. I listened to this, quote, quote, I listened to this after going through the Spider-Man Classics podcast and hearing that the other two hosts were here. Oh, it's for Tony and Don aiming at you guys. Never did I hear, nor did I expect such negativity about every, any, uh, everything Spider-Man. I don't understand why these they still buy the comics if they hate them so much. Just like I will no longer listen to this podcast, unquote. Well, I guess he can't hear that I just read his review. (laughs) I agree with him. You're all negative and you're all a bunch of haters. See, George says that every episode. This is the guy that's been saying it, so thank you. You know what? I'm I'm going to steal a uh, quote that Wacker beats into the ground and I'm going to call this guy a bully. He's a bully? Uh, He has his opinion. Okay, like... If someone wrote this in, in a letter of Amazing Spider-Man and Steve Wacker responded calling the guy a bully, we would hate it. So we we got to respond to the haters the way that we'd want Marvel to respond to the haters. Otherwise, we're hypocrites. Here, here is how I would like Marvel to respond. Dear Mr. Hound Mountain. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, thank you for trying our podcast. I'm sad that it didn't work out for you. If you'd like your money back, oh wait. Um, but feel free to try another Spider-Man show if you'd like, or another comic book podcast. Thank you for enjoying it. Some classics. Editor. Okay, okay now for Tony, give us how Marvel would actually respond. <laughs> Fuck you and everyone that looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which, which isn't my opinion of, of said iTunes reviewer, for the record. I was just asked to play the role of a Marvel editor. And you're, or, 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 hold on. Let me riff on this for a while. You're just mad because podcasts aren't the way that they were in the 1970s. When your mom was alive. <laughs> when your mom was alive. Stop being so damn selfish, Hound Mountain. <laughs> These podcasts aren't recorded for you. They're recorded yeah, they're for recorded me. for you. <laughs> don't, mis- don't misrepresent us, Hound Mountain. <laughs> you know, listening to a podcast. This is new. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hound Mountain. I really am. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't don't lie. No, 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 no. Yes, I am because one of my problems that I do have is like when I see when when, when I see people writing in the Marvel or like DC and getting these like responses back, I feel like I, I feel like it's a double standard if I hate that. But like if someone writes into a podcast I'm on and I treat them the same way, like that that is something that like I I do feel very strongly about. But, yeah. okay. Okay. All right, we're moving off of the Hound Mountain. <laughs> Hey Brad, what 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 sir? Since we're um 
since we've moved off the iTunes reviews and we're about to move on to something else, uh, one thing I did want to mention while we were doing the whole Easter thing was that Stella texted me and wanted me to tell all the listeners Happy Easter. Well, thank you very much, Stella. Happy yeah. Easter to you, too. <laughs> what I just did was remind me of Stella's last podcast where she could, I, I, I listened to it last night. She could not stop laughing. Oh, so really? Was, she listened to the porn I, parody episode? Oh. <laughs> did she really? Stella, Stella was trying, I think, recording something for the Batman show. Oh, her, uh, her, um... Yeah, you were on it, Don, and she could not stop she laughing. She was heavily medicated, and, like, she was every, time she, every time she had to say anything, <laughs> she would crack up, like, insanely, and, like, it was funny to me. It pissed Dustin off. It was, it was a great maybe, recording. Maybe, uh, Hound Mountain wrote her a bad review. I mean, that's what... <laughs> Can we call the guy Pound Mountain? No, we're not in. <laughs> we're, we're moving off the hounds. Well, we say we, th- we say things like Dick Wade. You know, <laughs> if, Stella, if Stella was laughing uncontrollably, she couldn't have yeah. uh, rolled herself a fat one, could she? If it had it before the. <laughs> no. What's a fat one? She, there you go. she will never live that down ever. In her, moving her, on, Spider Man. <laughs> Uh, let's, we've got uh, a lot of spider in the media, at least uh, television and uh, movies. Uh, let's hit the movies up first. Um, let's see. They, re- they released a few clips. Uh, they also have an interview with one of the producers. Let's see. Uh, SFX, the magazine, had an interview with the last name uh, Tomalock. Tomok, I'm sorry, that was a Star Trek The Next Generation. Tomalok, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and by Donata. Um, he's, someone asked him if the lizard is going to be having a uh, lab coat, like the classic Ditko version with the purple pants and the white lab coat, etc. And he says, quote, look, this is the big screen interpretation of it. Uh, you have to think about it. On the one hand, we're making a decision to tell a story that lives very much in the real world, where a dude climbs walls. That was a big part of the conversation. To gr- I made that last part up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to ground it in a world, a world where there's gravity, where the laws of physics apply. There's a tangible explanation for how things are done. And in that world, there has to be a lizard. So how do you do that? You have to make the lizard something that could come from this world. And that's where you start, literally from the pages of the comic book. Hang on, hold up, Brad, hold up, Brad. This guy actually said we're grounded in reality and world where physics apply. And, yes. and we're talking about something where a guy with radioactive spider powers in his early 20s can lift a city bus and throw it across like a block? Yes, yes. Yeah, that... yeah okay. All right. <laughs> well, well, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound, as they say. I mean, if a dude can climb walls... A dude can wear a lab coat. I mean, it's not a. It's not a. It's impossible. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Here, here's my here's my statement. When he, when he transforms, you can have that little bit where he's in the lab coat and then it magically like falls off throughout the course of the movie. I think that would work, and I think that would appease enough fans. It's not like he's going to keep the lab coat on all the time. I mean, we don't want him to look like you know. We could have him look like a rapey, rapey vision lizard, which uh, is coming making a comeback, but. Uh, I Let's not do that at all, yeah. So, I mean, and uh, there is precedence for this particular design of the character. And, uh, there was a 90s redesign that they did, and that got retconned into it not being Kirk Connors. But, um, yeah. Hey, Zach, it's, uh, Zach yeah. so basically what you're saying is you won't want to do to get progressively naked? <laughs> well, yeah, which he pretty much does from the scenes. I don't think he's got pants, does he? <laughs> no, he's, he doesn't have pants, but, you know. He's... Which Bertoni, we were talking about this the other day. If if we are grounding things in the reality, the Hulk should be naked. 
Yeah, pretty much. You know, I remember when the 2003 Hulk movie came out. Like, there was some interview yeah. somewhere that like said, "And you will see, and you will see full frontal nudity in the Hulk." And like, there is a oh, scene where it no happens for like a second when he transforms back in the Banner. And like, they were talking about how it would be realistic that after changing from Hulk back to Banner, that his pants would fall off. And it's like you're thinking way too hard about this. <laughs> yeah, just. <sighs> well, it's I don't mind that the lab coat's going to be gone because okay, like that's not like the most iconic part of like the the character of the lizard. Truth be told, like his character is a room because he doesn't have a lab coat. And one thing that annoys me in a lot of adaptations of Spider-Man, like in the '90s Spider-Man animated series, when Deborah Whitman and like Peter Parker go to Kirk Connors' office, they're like, "Oh no, it's the giant lizard man." But where's Kirk Connors? Hey, that giant lizard man happens to be wearing okay. Kirk Connors' clothes, including a lab coat that has <laughs> Kirk Connors' name tag. But where's? <laughs> but, like, Peter, don't leave me. Yeah, nobody wow. like in all the adaptations. Um, yeah. It's nope. Nobody you can never tell that together. the lizard's Dr. Connors at first, and he's always surprised. What? It's Dr. Connors? That thing I just fought with the lab coat that says Dr. Kirk Connors on the name tag? That, uh, you know what's even that, worse? In the MTV show, he literally, like, Connors as lizard literally came to school to brood in his classroom office. Peter goes to talk to him, and, like, you see, like, the back of him with like, his, like, big enlarged back and green skin, and Peter has no idea what's happened to him. He's like, oh, hi, Connors. Why is class canceled today? He says, go away. Yeah. And he says, okay, I'll, I'll come back later. <laughs> yeah. And and we, we saw a better image. I think uh, a poster company has released what the, uh, you know, is, they always have the posters at Walmart or allposters.com or whatever you can order. And it's a full view of the lizard, uh, etc. Which uh, Sony, I think, still has not released a full image of the lizard. They're I getting think. scooped by everybody else. Everybody else, Pez. <laughs> it's a big Sony on this. Jr. What do you think? No lab coat. The lizards not having any pants. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I mean, <laughs> some dude, some dude is upset because a giant six foot lizard man is with a long tail isn't wearing a lab coat, <laughs> and then somebody who makes the movie is worried about what somebody who thinks a giant six-foot-tall lizard man should be wearing a lab coat thinks, and then answers him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you, 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 I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it, yeah, and I agree. I mean, it's kind of really silly to say, oh, by the way, we're in the real world. And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there, <laughs> there's a guy in red, blue pajamas crawling walls. But we're in the real world. <laughs> we're in a real world where 30-year-old men go to high school. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. actually, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, he's six, he's six feet tall, and yet he's being bullied. You know, Judy Parker. Why are you calling me Judy Parker? I'm bigger than you. <laughs> Look at Judy Parker, so puny. Adam Adam's apple is bigger than some people's heads. <laughs> So I mean I I, I just I, I hate to uh, I, I hate to sound like a cranky old man but really it, it, that was just silly it was you play it well better yeah. answer to the reporter's question would be you know what I don't like the look I'm sorry I I, I don't like the look of it in the movie but we decided to go a different direction <laughs> you know, I'm sorry you compare it like uh, in the Raimi movies like Doc 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 at times had the sunglasses and uh, Salmon had the T-shirt but I think that um, with the lizard there's more of a reason for him not to wear a coat. Out of, yeah, I would, out of all the villains that have been done, the only one that's really pretty much directly off the page is really was uh, 
uh, Sandman. I mean, Thomas oh, is Church. Octopus wasn't that far off, dude. That's true. Well, if you go by classic Oc, the green, you know, the green fat guy suit. <laughs> the green jump jumpsuit that it, uh, I mean, yeah, spandex. Uh, so sp- sticking, sticking, sticking to uh, amazing <laughs> news, uh, they released uh, three clips from the movie, and this evidently you could if you buy some cereal i forget what, how this is working but it it uh either lucky charms or whatever I wonder if, if you pop tarts there i was just thinking that remember the pop tarts thing on yes. the on the message board tarts everyone had a code on their box of pop tarts and went to my message board and put the code in on each post <laughs> oh, and i had God. to delete that they thought i was the official spider-man site for the first movie or whatever <laughs> yeah that was awful anyway if you put this code in you get to see a clip but somebody saved the video and put it on youtube etc so the first the three clips include spider-man um I guess testing out his web shooters on a criminal. And, uh, uh, <laughs> if you know what we're saying. I'm so weird. Um, where he's, he was like, I designed these myself, you see? And then, and then he pretends they're like guns. You're like, stick them up. And, he, and, and there's a little bit of smoke that comes out of the web shooters. And the second clip is a bum on a, on a, um, or maybe he's just a passenger. Anyway, he's got a beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and evidently Peter Parker's asleep on the on the train and puts the beer bottle on his head and it surprises him and he sticks to the roof of the subway train straight out of the ultimate Spider-Man Bagley artwork. Oops. Third one is he's trying to go to the bathroom and uh the toothpaste squirts on the wall. That's not code for anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the to his hand. Again, nothing code. Uh, and uh shower curtain sticks to him. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not picking it up. This actually happens in the clips. So, panel, what do you think of the three clips? I don't like your innuendos with those clips, but okay. I can't pick it up. I'm uh, sticking to it in the bathroom. Yeah, okay, but the, the one with the web shooters, uh, yeah. I found hysterical. Uh, like I thought it? I liked the quippage. There's probably more quippage in those in between that and the trailer than there was in the second the second two Raimi films combined. So uh, I. That that I do enjoy, but there's so much more about this movie that I'm not looking forward to. Don, we haven't heard your two cents. What do you think? <laughs> well, I I I am so loving this uh, everything I'm seeing for this movie right now. Uh, the first scene, I just thought like it was that that's the best way you can have Spider-Man kind of just like take over the situation, kind of pretend he's like he's a sort of that 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 ineffectual nerd, and then kind of just switch the tables and then half a second. Um, I was I told you before. I actually I actually got into it with with one of our posters. I won't say I won't say the real name of K Box, but we kind of got into those, <laughs> those scenes. And um, Might I mean, yeah, he, he was he was kind of complaining because he thought that Spider Man was being like a bully, and I I could not disagree more. That's pretty much how Spider how, how many times has Spider Man webbed a guy and made fun of him for it? And um, I love yeah, he's. A- He's a robber or a crook or something. Or, uh, yeah, he had a knife. But I mean, like, I like that. I like the scene with um, him destroying the bathroom. I thought that was a cool way to show that he had super strength. And like, I like, I like the fact that he didn't have control over his powers. Um, it reminded me of a. And I said this before, but it reminded me of Amazing Fantasy 15, where he crushed a steel pipe without even realizing it. Um, right. Yeah, and but the, haven't we already seen this before, Don? That's that's my issue. Is that we're we're getting this whole shindig again? Yeah, but it's, it's done differently. I mean, when we saw him realize his powers in the cafeteria in the first Spider-Man film, 
that was that was a little played more for uh, humor, which wasn't bad. But I mean, I don't, I don't mind seeing it done differently. It's, it's it's refreshing. What do you think of the there? The web shooters are kind of like I guess guns for a better lack of a term, where the smoke comes out of it and you're a uh, a loud thwip. I guess I like that. I think that's I think that's really cool. I like that. Uh, I I think that's kind of interesting that they kind of light up, and I like that. When I saw I saw that clip over and over again, where like kind of spray onto the wall, and like it's it, I think it's very very much like the comic books, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I know at one time that uh, during the Raimi, when they were getting the story straight, they were actually thinking about doing web shooters, and then they decided to go with organics. Um, yeah. So that I mean that's. Um, that's uh, that's not a bad thing. I, I, I'm not going to complain that he has web shooters as opposed to organics because I know there's going to be some people that are like, where's the organic web shooters? Um, that grew up on the movies, of course. I was like, how can you be a Spider-Man fan and complain that there's no organic web shooters? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I know. But there, uh, there's a certain segment of, of, of fans that they grew up with the Spider-Man movies, and, and that's what, so there's a certain expectation going into the film. There's a lot of people that are asking me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that's been most of the like with my non-comic book fans are like why are they doing this movie again I said so so Sony can make some more money <laughs> yeah that that's one of the main reasons I think they tweaked the uh, the costume too is to sell more action figures and, and separate a little bit from the Raimi films since it's only yeah. been 10 years since the first one premiere so uh, George exactly. thoughts on the three cl- like new clips have been posted uh, I didn't watch them don't care about this movie in any way Okay. That was fast. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, I can't come and if we don't watch them, but I mean, there's nothing about everything I hear from the director, everything I hear from everybody involved, everything that I've seen promotional wise just tells me that this is just a, a train wreck that I need to avoid. Are you waiting for Netflix for this thing? You even go into the theater, George? I, I don't know. This from the man who gave you the porn review. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. See, here's the thing. I mean, because if I go see this thing and it and it truly is just god awful, and we have yeah. like a six and a half foot Spider Man with a three foot neck, and that <laughs> silly ass costume. I mean, that costume. Is, I, I'm sorry, it's laughable. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I've got a director telling me what we can and can't have in the you know world of well, it's, it's re- real you know reality world and physics and everything. Oh, but here's this dude that can lift ten tons. Uh, uh, well, we're going to review it in August, so. <laughs> so maybe Zach, can you drive down to George and you guys go out together? You know. <laughs> okay. Maybe, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, being, being in a movie, movie theater with a very large mammal such as George, uh, when he's seeing a movie that he absolutely hates, you know, I don't want to be sitting right next to him at the time because he might be throwing popcorn at the, you know, the screen and and we get escorted out. They'll throw Zach at the screen. <laughs> exactly. No, I'll just be, I'll just be sitting there shaking my head, going, "God Almighty." No, this, okay. actually, this would be a perfect opportunity for commentary. Zach could bring a tape recorder, and as they watch the movie, you know, you can listen to George go, "God damn it, that's not right!" Ah, God damn it, this is so lame. It's like you know, and, and you know what? We'll, we'll bust out, bust out the iPhones. <laughs> George, George, it's it's just the commercial for going to the lobby for snacks. It's still ass. <laughs> Man, <laughs> some big guy in the front row just hit the small little blonde guy. Man, what the hell's up with this? Man? And he won't stop. <laughs> he won't stop. He's pummeling him. Man, he slapped the bitch. 
<laughs> wow. Rock and Jordy. I think George, I mean, yeah. JR, we yes. all did it one time, Zach. <laughs> do it again, too. You know, or, we call it, or we call right. it Tuesday. <laughs> I was just trying to close the loop on a, a previous con- a previous uh, movie going experience. Very nice. I hope I have okay. a similar. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the movie? It seems like every month we have a little trickling. Hudson's bad. We have a little a little bit more information that comes out as we gear up towards July. They're already they're already doing promotional stuff. I mean, I saw um, Emma Stone, yeah, I, Andrew Garfield, and Ellen. Yeah, I put that up on the front page. I watched Ellen. I just happened to be flipping through. The uh, oh, whatever, Zach. Come on. <laughs> Another spider. Spider Media that came out this uh, past month on Disney XD was the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, where Donovan already has put up a review of the first two episodes. So thank you, sir. That was really quick. My pleasure. Uh, the first two episodes with great power was number one, and part two was with great responsibility. No, I take that back. Great power. Great power. Great responsibility. Yeah. I t- take that back. Part one, basically, Spider-Man is recruited by Nick Fury, and uh, he says, would you like to be the ultimate Spider-Man? Literally, because he actually says that. Yes. That's not a stupid, you know, us. Basically, because he takes out a uh, city block, taking out the trapster. <laughs> uh, part two where is where we meet his amazing friends, which includes the White Tiger, Iron Fist, Power Man, and Nova, not Rich Rider Nova. Yeah, the Nova that nobody demanded. And Bertoni, what do you call this group of characters? It's Shield High. The principal of the high school is Agent Coulson. His classmates are all like other Shield agents and superheroes. It's Shield High. Spider-Man and Shield High is what Bertoni is calling the show. Um, I want to start with Jr. because Jr. You said you watched this with your your son Spencer, and he's the demographic that we're aiming this at, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but our demographic just had to go to the bathroom, so. <laughs> So get back back to me in another moment, okay? That's pretty much what a lot of the reviews on this show are going to be like, I would imagine. (laughs) My demographic will be back in a minute. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Don, let's hit you up, man. You you reviewed on the front page. Let's hear what you had to say about it. Well, you know, it's the damnedest thing because, like – we we talked about this last uh, last month about how it wasn't really something that we were looking forward to just based off the clips – you know, and like uh, I remember, um, actually Stella was texting me talking about it, and I had not seen it when it first aired. I got I caught I caught it on Marvel.com, and I'm watching this, and I'm actually really enjoying it. And like I really liked what they had to offer. Um, first and foremost, if you are looking for an accurate adaptation of the Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, John Romita run, then go watch no. Spectacular Spider-Man because this ain't really this is not really that. And yep. they come out right in front and say, this is this is sort of a conglomeration between... Whoa, whoa, whoa. go watch Spectacular Spider-Man? Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's closer to the Ditko no, stuff and animation that's... than we've ever had. Okay. I think. Yeah, I, I like would agree. Part. I mean, I mean, okay, here's the thing. If you're looking... If you're trying to go in here seeing, like, uh, how much they can... How close they can be to the source tier or, you know, have a serious Spider-Man cartoon, there's other shows for that, and there really are. This one is a lot more loose in how, how seriously they take it. But it's not wholly stupid. It's, it's, I think it's funny. A lot of the jokes they did honestly made me laugh, and I was surprised how much they did make me laugh. And I think that they really earned their whole premise of Peter wanting to be a better superhero based on you know trying to uphold 
the whole great power, great responsibility thing. They kind of earned that in how they presented it with the first couple of episodes. I mean, I'm not crazy about the whole team-up aspect. I think that sort of is a little bit too easy. But generally, I really enjoyed the show so far. I'm not going to say it's brilliant. I'm not going to say it's the best one ever. But it's certainly not horrible, and I thought it was really cool. And your grade was four out of five, so essentially a B yeah. out of you for for this. I think I'm the only uh, one who actually likes it. Uh, I'm I'm again like Jr. says I'm I, I'm not the uh, demographic. I'm a 37 year old guy, um, so I'm interested to hear what Spencer says. But um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. it. It's right down the middle for me. I I. I uh, I, I'm not a ten-year-old viewing the show that loved Amazing Friends, so maybe maybe him having teenage friends is cool in animation, um, as opposed to adult friends. <laughs> I, I know. Um, I, I will say this has the, this has the hottest version of Aunt May ever, and I, I'm not saying that like <laughs> subjectively. She's like gray hair, and that's it. I, it does have the hottest Aunt May ever. I will agree. Yeah, uh, and she, the name she, of the actress playing her, what, it's Misty Lee? I mean, that almost sounds like the actress out of George's, George's Spider-Man porn epic. You know? actually, I mean, uh, whoa, 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 hang on. George's Spider-Man porn epic? <laughs> like, like I made one on the weekend or something like that? <laughs> That's the best thing I've heard all I will after your vivid review of it, George. I just find the two of you inseparable in my mind now. You know, George. I like I like your words. I mean, it's vivid. Because uh, well, it's actually, the, the, the person who voices Aunt May is actually Paul Dini's wife, who's a practicing magician. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, there were several moments in the show I did laugh. I I, I thought Aunt May playing Spider-Man at, at Wii Hulk versus Thing was really kind of funny. Um, including her saying, "It's my birthday! It's my birthday!" Yeah, that was funny. It's it's not the Aunt oh, May we are know. You, whoa, whoa, are you kidding me? Look at the link. <laughs> John. Yeah, look at the second link I just posted in the chat window, George. For those of you yeah. who are listening via your audio player, you that, can't that, see the link. I just posted that a link. That you posted. It's your birthday. That gift, that gift that you posted. That that's her saying. It's 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 my birthday. It's my birthday. Uh, yeah. th- there's two uh, gifts I posted. One is her bowling, and the other one is her dancing to "It's My Birthday." The Luke, oh, the, yeah. the Luke Skywalker song. <laughs> wow! No, it, wow! Skywalker. It's your birthday! It's your birthday! Yeah, that's a rap. That's a Luke Skywalker rap song. No, no, that's a Fifty Cent. It's your birthday. Gonna party like that was around like, before Fifty Cent in elementary school. We were like, oh yeah, it's my birthday. That's a Luke Skywalker rap song. I was in college when it came out. I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Who the hell's Luke Skywalker? Are you talking about Star Wars? Luke Skywalker. I'm guessing not, because Luke Skywalker wasn't a rapper in Star Wars, Brett. <laughs> I know. From Two Life Crew, Brett. There's a rapper in Two Life Crew named Luke Skywalker. I did. I, I'm just now getting this. I had no idea. Okay. Look at anyway. I, I, I pretty much agree with Don's review. I, I, I'd give it a. I'd give it a B minus. Possibly C plus out of me. Anybody else who who, who saw the show? Well, I uh, my uh, my critic is back. Um, awesome. Before I think before a forty eight year old man <laughs> gives his opinion of a Disney cartoon, uh, <laughs> we we probably need somebody else's opinion who it's actually targeted toward. So <laughs> yeah. so uh, uh, all right, come on. <laughs> so <laughs> he's wrangled Get over here, him. boy. Yeah, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, anyway, here he is, our special uh, get, guest critic. Hi, Spencer. Uh, Hi, Spencer. How are you, buddy? Good. 
What, tell me what you thought of the cartoon. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was actually pretty funny because, well, I'm kind of suitable for the cartoon. And I kind of get more to jokes and stuff. Yeah, more than your dad? Right. <laughs> what, what did you think was the funniest thing about the show? It's like some of the cheesy voice acting. Like some of the lines were awful. <laughs> what, what's an example? What do you remember that was awful? Uh, like when Spider-Man's like when he's like falling to Zoom yeah. and he's like screaming and I'm like he sounds like a freaking five-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a gift. So, you, did you like it? What, what would you give it as a grade? Uh, a minus. A minus. Okay. What you, you, you think of Aunt May? Was she cooler than the other Aunt Mays? Definitely. Aunt May's supposed to be an old lady. They kind of made her a, a young chick in this. She does yoga, and she cooks, and she does bowling, and all that. It's crazy. And she plays Wii and all that stuff. That's kind of different hip, for Aunt hip May. Hip with the kids. Yeah. Um, what's, your fav- what's your favorite Spider-Man cartoon? Have you seen a lot of them? Uh, yeah, because my dad collects a lot of the cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> what's the best Spider-Man cartoon they've ever put out, or is this it? Uh, I actually don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Spencer. You did a great job. Okay. Welcome. Thanks, buddy. All right. We got an A minus out of Spencer. Yes. Now, yes. Jr. What's your What's your grade, sir? My, my grade. <laughs> oh my God! This you thing probably. looks like a, this thing is a goddamn toy commercial. I mean, in the room. Yeah, uh, he's still in the room. Uh, you You could go back upstairs if you want. You don't have to hang around here anymore unless you want to. I had to, he 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 like, you know, he 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 plays on his sister's computer upstairs and sometimes he's got his his video systems are down here so he goes back and forth, but he was only down here cuz I wanted him down here to give his review, but uh awesome. yeah, but did a good uh, job. you know, it was like the other super friends and then like a spider cycle, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but but then again, you know, I mean, the the '90s cartoon was a toy commercial too, because the toy commercials came out before the cartoon even did. So, um, <laughs> yeah, George, that's a good one. Ray, <laughs> now there's Scotch. All right, <laughs> let's get the old drunk uncle. Let's get the drunk uncle telling the story again. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something again. He, Spencer talked about the voice acting or whatever. So yeah. <clears throat> let me try some uh, teenage voice acting. <clears throat> Hi! Do I sound 16? Sure I do. I don't sound like I'm, old 25, trying to talk loud and high and say hip things so I'll sound 16. I'm really 16! So, that's kind of what it sounded like. I mean, really, yeah. some guy trying to be young. I mean, Drake Bell is 25 years old. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, that's sometimes why they get girls to do boys' voices uh, <laughs> on, on some of these cartoons. Um, so, that was kind of... You know, I just, I, I, I mean, I know Spider-Man is obnoxious because that's that's Spider-Man. You know, I mean, Peter Parker's yeah. the nerd, and then Spider-Man is his is his release. You know, so Spider-Man right. is very obnoxious, and but this almost seemed overdone. You know, and and uh, you know, Spider-Man calls Nick Fury sir. I mean, you know, the, one of the I mean, and I, like I said, I don't want to you know rag on a, a cartoon geared toward ten year olds, <laughs> you know, because I'm, but but the whole one of Spider-Man's, I think one of the reasons Spider-Man's always been popular is he kind of has that youthful rebellion about him, 
You know, mm-hmm. he didn't fit in with the other superheroes because he was young and hot tempered and he wasn't a glamour boy. You know, he wasn't, you know, Captain America is the high school quarterback. You know, Spider-Man is not. Um, so for Spider-Man to kind of join the system, you know, and, and now I'm sounding like, you know, Andy Warhol and friends. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that I mean, again, that kind of doesn't seem right. Um, and I don't. And, and again, this is this is not a knock on the cartoon. This is just this is kind of a knock on Marvel's disingenuousness. You know, we have to listen to Tom Brevoort and Joe Casada say about talk about taking Spider. We can't, can't be married because that takes away from his core base, his core popularity, the core of what makes Spider Man. But having him join, <laughs> you know, having him join the Avengers, and then in the cartoon having him sign up. You know, with Nick Fury's program and call Nick Fury sir and hang out with the super buddies and you know <laughs> and, and and have Shield provide him all kinds of high tech toys and well that that's not Spider Man either you know I mean yeah. so it's that it's that disingenuousness I mean I just absolutely loathe uh, but Norman's in it um, but <laughs> yeah but I know what you, into- you think what you think of Norman's portrayal. I thought that was odd. He was in the limo, and you'd do the pan to Norman sitting there. That was creepy the as a word I can't creepy. say on this podcast. No, I, I, I like that. that. <laughs> I actually like what they're doing with Norman, but I guess it's tainted one because I don't quite like the voice. Steven Weber is the voice. It's, oh, from Wings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, not quite not quite registering with me. And then I just know he's going to turn into Hulk Goblin. You know, so oh no, and and then if you if you go onto the Marvel site and you see you actually do see what Doctor Octopus looks like, and it's Ozzy Octopus. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's I have not seen that. Yeah. What does he look like? Yeah, I don't like that design. Should be Osborn. Ozzy Osborn as Doc Ock. Well, I mean, wow, that's almost kind of like the the look that. Um, Humberto Ramos gave him during. Oh, no. You mean the Matrix look? Yeah, kind of the Matrix. Oh, but, no. but he does. He, I mean, he's got the long, greasy black hair and the glasses. You know, I mean, at first I thought Roy Orbison, and then I thought, oh no, no. I mean, it, it's Ozzy Osbourne. So we're getting Ozzy Ock. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 you know, to be honest, I, I don't want to give this a grade because really, I'm not looking at it objectively. It's not geared toward me. Um, I'm not what it's intended for. Great, uh, great. And <laughs> it, well, it sounds like it's an F. It, I mean, it would be pretty low because one, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like the blatantness of the 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 the, the toy. You know, like I said, I don't like the toy commercial aspect of it. I don't like how it just so it it violates a lot of what made Spider-Man popular. You know, and then we have Marvel on the, you know, but but Marvel is more, well, of course, Marvel is Disney now, so, but, you know, Marvel's more than willing to take the checks that some big corporations write them, and they can do whatever they want with Spider-Man, but, you know, but he can't be married because, ooh, that's too much of a deviation. So, if you look at it this Jr. If you look at it this way, Disney XD is airing all the Spider-Man cartoons. They've got the '90s. They've got the '80s with the Amazing Friends. Uh, They've even run Spec. They have. I I think they have to do from a business standpoint. They have to make a Spider-Man show that's totally different than the other ones. I yeah, I can't argue with that. I mean, I can't. I can't argue with that. It's just. You know, don't tell me, don't tell me that you know uh, a, certain <laughs> a certain Spider-Man is not the real Spider-Man, and that he's deviated from his personality. You know what makes him popular, and then go and sign off on something which is even more, 
you know, farther away from the core concept. You know, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Just take your, you know, hey, just take the checks and shut up. You know, okay. There <laughs> you um, For have, Tony? For Tony, Zach, we haven't heard from you. I'll let Bertone go first. Okay. I go. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I have mixed feelings about the show. There was some good stuff. Um, the cutaways are very, very family guy. Like, uh, a family guy doesn't do cutaways that much anymore, but, like, early family guy, and the theory's like, you think that's bad? Where do you see what happened with Iron Man when he learned how to use his repulsor jets? And then they show a scene from Iron Man 1, and... Uh... The whole shield high thing, that's not what I would want in a Spider-Man cartoon. That doesn't mean that shield high can't be a good shield high show. It's just not, like JR said, what I like about Spider-Man. But on the other hand, it's like what Brad said, you know, and even like what I was saying with the Miles Morales thing a few months ago, if you've had so many Spider-Man cartoons that are a certain way, I guess you do kind of have to try something different. It's just, did this different thing that they pull off work? Aunt May, when she's bowling... Um, I posted the GIF in the chat window. Look at her. Um, it's not in color, that GIF, but it was in color on the thing. I couldn't put my finger on it at first, but she looks just like Jane Lynch from Glee, the woman that's in all those, like, Seth Rogen movies and stuff now, and right. she's on Glee, she plays the main co- Like, that's who they have on May looking like. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> you have, like, the super active, like, ADHD on May. And, uh, what's, an, what's an age on Aunt May in this show? Oh, she can't is, be older than 40. Late, late 40s? Mid 40s? She could be in her 50s, possibly, but yeah. yeah. At the end Aunt of May, both... Oh, Aunt go May ahead. Run, Aunt May and the Ditka run 80s, I would guess. 100s. <laughs> One step away from death, I've always thought. Her face was falling off on that run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At the end of uh, both episodes, one thing I noticed is Flash Thompson gets locked in a locker. And I thought it was funny that they did that in two episodes. I'm getting echo from somebody. From Joyner. It's Zach. Zach, hit mute, please. There you go. All right, okay. go. Okay. Um, I thought it was funny that Flash got locked in a locker in both episodes, and I'm thinking, you know what? Let me see how long they can continue this streak. If they have, if they somehow, through contrived circumstances, have Flash get locked in a locker, at the, I don't care if they're on Battle World or in the negative zone, Flash has to be locked in a locker at the end of every episode. Because that'll be funny. A running gag. Don brought it up, though, uh, in a private conversation at one point, that is this going to be like the Power Rangers, where now it's like Peter and his friends, they're in class, and Nick Fury like, calls them on their communicators like, Rita Repulsa, I mean, Norman Osborn's attacking the city, you must get out of class and teleport to the command center. And then Flash Thompson will be like, bulk in school, like, hey, dweebs! <laughs> and like, fall into a cake or a locker or something. <laughs> uh, what do you think of breaking the fourth wall? They did that a lot. I, I, I thought that when they were... When they used humor, it was funny. And if they're going to be the funny Spider-Man show, I hope that they'll embrace that. Like, I have mixed feelings about the cutaways, but the ones that were done well made me smile. And if they could do that, then, then that'll be something they can remember them for. The ones that we saw in San Diego were like, the villain's like, hey, Spider-Man, you're toast. And Spider-Man turns into a toaster. That was right. weird. But the Also, the introduction of each character, like, this is Mary Jane Watson. It looks like a video game. Yes. Thing very much so. I mean, well, that, this is her, job, her stats are. Yeah, and you have to have exposition in a show where people don't know who this is. And if you're going to do exposition, 
do it in an entertaining way. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I mean, other thoughts. My thoughts on this are, like, really, really scattered, and I'm still kind of trying to find my way with the show. The scene with Norman Osborn in Limo, that was creepy, because it's like Peter and Harry are in this limo having a conversation. He's like, oh, by the way, here's my dad who's been here all along. And he's just staring at them. Like, <laughs> what the heck? And there, there's no Gwen Stacy, it seems, at least at this point. It's all Mary Jane, just like the Ultimates. Mary Jane's like Lois Lane in this cartoon. She's like, I'm going to get my first big scoop and work for the Daily Bugle oh, and not be a mom. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> oh, my Lord God. Oh. Yeah, she, she, she's more of a Ultimate Mary Jane than a Mar. I'm trying to remember, uh, did Mary Jane ever do that in the Ultimate comic? I think well, she wanted. Yes, yeah, she, she she was a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. wasn't she? Yeah. I'm kind of familiar. She was a reporter. Yeah. She uh, in fact she actually yeah. wrote how how um, Nick Fury pretty much killed Spider Man, and then Nick Fury came in and said, "You want to blame me? Because you're right." <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> oh God. <laughs> Poor George. <laughs> George, did, were were you able to see this one? Uh, I was able to. I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I'm glad now from all this feedback that I had. And I never knew that about Bendis' Ultimate Mary Jane. So they just basically trying to rip off yeah. Lois? Pretty pretty much. I, I, wow, yeah. How, how uninspired. And again, I'm glad I never got when, an Ultimate Mary When Stacy in the, in the Bendis-verse is a punk goth kind yeah, of Yeah, I remember, I remember that much. Um, yeah, this does make me... Yeah, no, I got nothing. I, I, I'm not interested in this or the or the movie. I do. I you do know, say that uh, when I when I first saw this, I was like, George is going to hate the fuck out of this cartoon. Well, that's George, why, George suspected that. That's why George didn't watch it. Um, but one thing I want to point out is something that Jr. said. And Jr. said, "This isn't how Spider-Man reacts." You know, oh yes, sir, I'll work for the Avengers. Let me point out that the first time Spider-Man did run into the Avengers, he kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went and yeah. beat up the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, and then so, he went over and kicked the X Men's ass. So if, if this, uh, yeah, it, uh, a few times in their own damn book. So if this was true to form, he would he, as soon as he sees the Avengers, he's going to kick the shit out of them. Yeah. So I, tell you I what, have, whenever he does meet the Avengers, let me know, and if he kicks the shit out of them, I'll watch it. I I haven't read. Uh, no, I guess I did read. I forget what issue it was in. It it was leading up to Avengers versus X Men, and maybe it was the the Cable book I read last night. Or maybe it was not, but Cable and, and and somebody else and Cyclops are fighting, and Spider-Man comes in, and Cyclops hits him with one beam and says, "Get out of here!" and boom, and, and shoots him in the river or whatever. Whoa, 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 and whoa, I, whoa! The guy who can dodge machine gun fire? Yeah, he gets hit by optic blast. Who wrote? Did you guys? Wait, Spider-Man, Spider-Man got hit by a Cyclops. Spider-Man got hit by Cyclops. I think it was in the Cable book, who the Extinction. And I thought to myself when I read this, this is not the same character that Low. kicked their ass in Universe 3, <laughs> uh, X-Men back in the day. That is, that is amateurish. And, and I, I thought to myself, George would hate that. <laughs> uh, that Spider-Man would get hit by, by the way, George. Last yeah, that's... That. Oh, God. Wow. Who haven't we heard from about the cartoon? Have Me. we gone around a bit? Me. Oh, Zach, what do you think so? Well, um, I'm going to use a a phrase um, that's kind of similar to uh, to the last cartoon. This was astacular. Um, <laughs> this was my God. This was bad. Uh, 
the it's so ADHD, and I have ADD, and I had a hard no. time falling. So, I mean, this was this was this was the pacing was not that good. Everybody's like, "Oh, but it's written by Paul Dini." Yes, I am aware, but it still sucked. Um, look, I'm going to watch it because. It's the train wreck effect. I can't take my eyes off of it. By the way, I posted this on Facebook. This was a status update of mine. Uh, Drake Bell is a poor man's Josh Keaton, a very, very poor man's Josh Keaton. Uh, doesn't hold a candle to Josh Keaton. I know you're listening, Josh, so I figured I would throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the the <laughs> the, the voice acting was eh, – I, I agree with Spencer – um, Drake, Drake Bell did not sell it to me well at all. Whereas the moment that Keaton, you know, starts starts talking as Peter Parker, it was absolutely spot on to me. Yeah, and uh, you're talking. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to. Go ahead. No, I, I just didn't want to interrupt. But I would just want to make the point that yeah, exactly. You're right. You make a good point. Keaton sounded like a teenager. Drake Bell mm-hmm. sounded like a guy trying to sound. Like a teenager, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and I've, Zach, what's what, what's your grade on? It? If you, did mean, you, I it's not it, Ultimate Spider or not Spider-Man Unlimited bad. I don't think. No, 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 no. I mean, nothing can be ever fundamentally wrong <laughs> as much as as Spider-Man <laughs> Unlimited was. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> porn music. Were they playing that during the porno? There, the George, because that would have been perfect. Oh, man, my goodness. Um, the uh, but yeah no um, Ultimate Spider Man it is what it is I look I I liked the books but this doesn't even feel right to me as an Ultimate Spider Man cartoon uh, there's no there's no there's no gr- grounding of reality it's everything everybody's playing to the gag this is like a this is like a Dan Slott supervised show and it's really important. <laughs> <laughs> He's a showrunner. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He wrote Everybody's the first issue of uh, the adaptation because they're doing a uh, comic that adaptation. Sense. That's true. <laughs> well, this, What's your grade, Zach? What do you uh, think, buddy? This is a solid D. I mean, D. a D. Or dance long. <laughs> <laughs> a DS. What makes right. it, hey, what makes it a solid D as opposed to a semi-solid D? Uh, just uh, <laughs> or well, he's giving you a hard time. He doesn't want an answer. Yeah, well, uh, you know. there are three states of matter: <laughs> solid, liquid, and gas. <laughs> <laughs> this is a gassy D, meaning it's not. <laughs> now, now, just in case Hound Mountain is still listening, let's, let's go over the reviews again because it wasn't strictly negative. Zach didn't like it. He gave it a. a Gassiest D. <laughs> Spencer gave it an A minus, I think. I gave it like a B minus, C plus. Uh, Don, what? You gave it a B. Uh, yeah, B. Maybe a B plus. Tony, you, you didn't hate it. What was your grade? I didn't give it a letter grade. I'd say um, it still has to prove itself to me because they're only setting up the status quo now. So right now, I'd give it a C plus. So that's not. Uh, I think we're we're not totally. Down on I, it. I, I think the grades the, are all the, correlating to our, our, our age. I would agree, because uh, Jr. is a definite <laughs> fu. Because <laughs> like, yeah, because and I, I'm, I'm the youngest one on the panel, closer to Spencer's age, probably a decade, yeah. and I give it the best grade. 
Yeah, yeah. closest to a ten-year-old's age. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you got the mind of a ten-year-old dog. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. Zach is more closer to that mentally. So, and... <laughs> you guys are talking about Drake Bell trying to sound like a teenager. Um, before the kids went to Easter dinner, uh, which is why I have to ask myself right now, they were watching on Nickelodeon a Drake Bell movie where he basically plays like a ten-year-old in the body of a twenty-five-year-old. Oh God! The, yeah. One thing I I think we're pretty much done with that topic. But one thing I forgot with the movie roundup that I thought would divide fans a little bit or get a little bit of discussion going. Um, it looks like the Daily Bugle could potentially be kind of like what it is in the cartoon, a news network where they have a print edition and they also have because that uh, wasn't intentional at all. There was, a, there was no correlation between the two at all. Maybe it's like Fox News if Fox News had a newspaper. Yeah. Uh, et cetera. The, it's the, called the Washington Post, Brad, but go on. <laughs> There you go. The, uh, they released, they're doing a lot of viral stuff with this movie, and they have a fake newscast where Dennis Leary was interviewed, and you can tell it's a fake newscast because they devoted five minutes to an interview. <laughs> That's the newsman. Uh, but they uh, and and the uh, the Daily Bugle News Network has a live truck picture that I posted on the front page. What do you guys think of changing the Daily Bugle around? Are you probably not as ticked about that as the lab coat? Yeah, I mean, I mean, newspapers are dying. Is anyone really ticked about the lab coats? <laughs> George yeah. Berryman is. No, guarantee I was I was kidding. I was making a joke. I know. I was, I was making anyway, a joke. Daily Bugle as a news network. Up, thumbs up, thumbs down, middle finger. It, it, what do you middle finger? No, it makes, it makes, <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, I mean, like... I agree. I, I think the Daily Bugle always has to have a presence in Spider-Man, but it has to be a, have a presence that you feel is... that you really do feel can exist in reality. And if, if newspapers really do become the way of the dinosaurs and no one talks about it anymore, they can't be newspapers. So, I, I mean, it's yeah. fine. No, I, the, my problem... Probably my bigger problem with the Daily News Net- Daily Bugle News Network isn't the fact that it's the Daily Bugle News Network. It's that it's so generic. There's no really personality to it because we don't uh, – at least right now, uh, in, uh, of course, we haven't seen the movie yet. But there's – I thought I told But uh, – <laughs> there, there's no Jonah Jameson. There's no Robbie Robinson. There's no nothing to really ground it. In, Robinson. In, in, in. Robertson. <laughs> Sorry. If they change Robbie to Robbie Robinson, like the fans would like crucify Sony. Like here, yeah. you changed the costume. You took away the lab coats, and we were fine with that. But when you change Robertson's last name, you've gone too far. And I'll bring the nails. <laughs> what what role do you think as a news network? Would Jonah play? Would he hey, be the Bill O'Reilly hey Brad, of? Hey Brad, yeah. let, let me feel that one for you. All right, hit this it. Is why I have no pro- this is why I have no problem with this with, with with Daily Bugle being a news network. Okay. Because when you think back to the early days of Spider-Man, how many times did Jonah take to the freaking TV to talk about? Yeah, Spider-Man? that's true. I mean, like that's every true. every damn book, Jonah was going on there doing an editorial on TV, going off on what Man of Spider-Man was, and he just continued to do that. Mm-hmm. In one true. shape or in one shape or another, in one form or another, for decades. So I, I don't have any problem with this. This makes total sense. I would agree. I would agree. Just I'm not just saying that as you know a negative hater, <laughs> but this this does make yeah. perfect sense. You're you're not being a Hound Mountain, right? You know, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be broke Hound Mountain, but 
Oh, oh my god. Wow. <laughs> there's the line. <laughs> and there's the bridge. Uh, <laughs> JR, you're, you're a Spider-Man... I don't know if you're a purist. I don't know. After that review of the Ultimate, you are. <laughs> Shit, right? You like the News Network Daily Bugle? I, I you know, I, I don't... I don't know. I, I don't know that I would consider myself a purist because, you know, what I when I go see a film, I do is expect a certain amount of flexibility, but I expect the core concepts to stay the same. I mean, uh, and I the thing is, I've almost got to the point where I comment on these snippets here and there without yeah. the movie because we're seeing everything not entirely in context. We're not seeing it in the quality that we're going to see it on the big screen. Um, you know, we're, right now we're just seeing highly edited versions of, of something, and or we're seeing these viral videos which aren't going to be in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's almost Thank getting to the point. Well, just show me the damn movie, you know, and then I, and then I'll judge. Uh, but I don't care if the bugles. I mean, it's it's it's. I don't I don't care that the bugles a network. I mean, logically, there'd be a TV show, a internet site, a newspaper, and uh, probably a brand. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just. Uh, uh, and, and Jonu would be, would be kind of a multi uh, a media tycoon anyway. He'd had he'd had he'd have his hands in a lot of media pies, you know. I mean, like Rupert Murdoch or something like that. So Daily Bugle yeah. Facebook page. I thought there would be there would be one. Yeah. Would right would would Jameson be more like a Bill O'Reilly or would he be like a Ted Turner? Yeah, Anderson Cooper. He would absolutely be Bill O'Reilly. Whenever like we used to talk about Bill O'Reilly in high school, I compare him to J. Jonah Jameson. He would be more like a Keith Olbermann. Yeah, yeah, that definitely like a Keith Olbermann. I, I, I think I, I'm sorry. I think he'd be Ted Turner because the whole Jonah was a um, Jonah was a mogul. I mean, he just wasn't a newspaper man with with ink in between his fingers, or he just wasn't a obnoxious talking head, or you know, someone completely psychotic like Oberman. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, but you can't uh, even make it on current TV, much less exactly. you know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I, I, about the guy's opinions, you know, whether I agree with them or not, but it's obvious it's a douchebag. You know, he's just an utter total douchebag. But, you know, it would be Jameson. But unfortunately, with more money than I am, so I guess that shows where, you know, where I rate. But no, I think Jameson would be more like, make a lot James would be more like Ted Turner, I think. He just, you know, Turner was always out there in the media. Turner was giving his opinions, even if he didn't know what the heck he was talking about. You know, yeah, like, like, you know, we're going to revert to cannibalism. That was great. Yeah, that was, or, that's probably my favorite Ted Turner moment. He sponsored that idiotic uh, Goodwill Games, you know. He said stupid stuff about, you know, communism. and I mean, he, he spoke about a lot of things he had. Really, no. Captain Planet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, I do think Jonah had more sense than Ted Turner. But uh, I, I just, I mean, that, that's just my personal take on it. Okay. Who's driving? What happened? That would be me. Uh, what are you doing? I, I told you I had like 90 minutes on the show. You're on the freeway? I'm not on the freeway. I'm still in town. So Don't oh, okay. drive. So I'm driving no. down doing 85. He's going to get like pulled over by the cop and like, hey, cop, what do you think of the lizard without a lab coat? And the cop <laughs> well, actually, I prefer my lizard, you know, going 45 miles per hour in a, in a, in a, in a 35 mile. No, I'm just kidding. Are you really driving? No, I, I just, I'm acting like I'm driving. 
No, you're I'm acting I'm, like you're driving by by being in the car with the engine running and the car <laughs> in motion. Exactly. No, I'm Man. actually driving. He's method acting. <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you to hit mute, but you might go off the road. And if you here comes a stop sign. I'll hit mute. I'm apologizing that I'm derailing the entire show. Okay. Well, that, okay. that would, you know, Brad, actually let him do that because that would actually make your hits go up. Here, Zach Joyner, die, you know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be completely fair, there was a podcast two months ago where I drove across the state of Florida while we were recording. Great. He didn't die. I lost, an, I, well, I lost another panelist because I killed him on the show. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> you're like, no! In, in, Zach's was... will, he, in Zach's will, he left me an MP3. Here that it would, is. That, that, would be so, that would be so awesome. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it'd, it'd just be like Detroit Rock City by Kids. Oh my God! No time to turn. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, not Zach. The whole Zach not being here anymore, Barton. I mean, that's uh, but just the whole, you know, just the concept of you're podcasting while you're driving. It's like texting's bad enough. <laughs> but no, you're podcasting and trying to make a coach and argue. Well, it'll, you know, the lizard would wear a cup. It goes, oh God, a tree! Bam! And then it's just, you know, and we're like, bye, dudes. Okay, he's gonna get back to us. And oh, not hey, like, hey, hey, Don, think, think Quinn on Glee. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, moving on to a, a, a kind of a, a Spider-Man issue, because I forget who told me that Mayday Parker did it first. But uh, I did. Like, You're like, you did the first exclusive digital series. I'm like, yes, that's class. very true. <laughs> uh, it was released at a uh, convention that... Um, Marvel is going to release a digital-only comic book. And it's going to be a new, ongoing digital comic book by Dick... I mean, sorry. Uh, Mark Mark Dick won't move Wade. <laughs> Still doing that. <laughs> and Stuart Eminen. They're going to be... It's an ongoing Nova series. And I, I was scrounging the internet to find out... I think one of the biggest things uh, that would... Uh, prevent people from buying this would be the price because if you're going to charge four bucks for this thing, I think people would be less likely. But what I did see on this CBR article is it's going to be 99 cents for an ongoing Nova book. Do you guys like this idea? I, I think the price is right if they're going to do this. Do you guys agree? Or what do you think of the ongoing digital only? Mark comic? Wade actually has some. I'm trying to find it right now. Mark Wade has some sort of like big uh, quote about how comics are dying and digital is the only way to go. I'm trying to find that right now because he was actually pretty controversial over it I, like, within the last two weeks or so. Yeah, I, I saw that he got in a fight with the comic book shop owner. That, well, that's because he's a dick. I'm sorry. If we... <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Hell Mountain. Uh, no, oh, no, come on. All that guy was doing was saying his opinion. I know it, but... Don't go passing it. Yeah, I won't. I gotta get gas anyway. It's like I'm in a wind tunnel. You're gonna be pumping gas while you're on the phone. I know that's I know that's an urban myth, but that's still. You're you're tempting fate, man. Is anybody gonna buy the book for ninety nine cents? Here, let's open that to the panel. Anybody? I don't know. But Josh, I don't care about Nova, so uh, it's a good idea, and you know, I hope that the Nova fans like it. But I don't care about Nova, so I'm not going to be buying it. What if it was a Spider-Man ongoing book? Uh, 
Maybe. I think we'd yeah, be more I inclined. 99 cents. I've paid more for a Spider-Man comic than that. We all have. <laughs> Why do you launch this with a C-list character? I wonder. <laughs> to sell them? I don't because know. Because everyone demanded a new Nova. That's all I'm going to say. And we're having to get this new Nova. Yeah. Chevrolet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, because because well, well, everybody demanded a new Nova. It's not like Richard Ryder? No, no, it's not Rich Ryder. It's some new Sam character. Alexander. It's the same kid that's on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. Eh, whatever. So it doesn't sound like anybody. I mean, okay. Be. For God's sake. It's not the worst thing ever since the Holocaust, but, I mean, again, we're a Spider-Man <laughs> podcast. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> It, it got it, dark for a minute. It didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, really I can choose to cut it's that. Not out. like the Holocaust. It's only a ninety-nine cent digital. Well, I, mean, I mean, like that's the thing. I mean, we're not. I mean, it's uh, not like oh, uh, Mark Wade did a Nova comic. We hate this. No, it's it's it's. I mean, it's a character that's not you know in our interest. But I think a ninety-nine cent comic book is desperately what the uh, what the uh, industry needs, even though it's very unlikely. So it's, I think it's good for the industry. Um, I just found that that whole Mark Wade thing where he go. I'm not yeah. even read it where he talks about. Uh, how Diamond runs the world and all that stuff. Yeah, he. I haven't read it either, but I'm skimming it. He talks about how American comics are distributed by one company, which is Diamond. And in a free market system, it, that's madness. And Diamond has no competition. And you all so, will die. <laughs> that makes Diamond a very powerful gatekeeper in the industry, and that's not changing. You want to sell comics to everyone, you sell through Diamond. Newsstand publishing as a whole blog's post in and of itself, which I'll do soon, but there's the short version. It's a dying racket deliberately designed to pay out less often than a slot machine. No matter how crooked you're, you suspect it is, I've seen spreadsheets and can promise you that you're underestimating it by half. So Diamond, a non-premier publisher, sells its wares. A non-premier... Premier Publisher sells wares to Diamond at 40, 50% of cover price, so let's say 40%. Anyway, you're making it $1.60 a copy off of a $4 book is what I guess his argument is. Let me say you something about the Diamond estimates. They're always inaccurate, and they're estimates, and they're off by a wide margin. The Diamond estimates, sorry, was uh, Steve Walker, everybody, Steve Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's Dan Slott. Dance lot, everybody. Dance lot. Right. <laughs> uh, what do you think about it, Jr. Any, any thoughts on a digital comic? I, well, I mean, which, obviously, I wouldn't buy anything with Nova, but um, obviously, I, I mean, I think the ninety-nine cents. I mean, that's the right idea. To be honest, I mean, isn't that what music's going for? What songs are going for? You know. Some, yeah. And I mean. I, I mean, I have never produced a comic book, and I have never produced uh, a, a song, so I don't know what the relative costs are. Um, so I can't, you know, I can't go and say, well, why can't you sell a comic book for ninety nine cents if you can sell a song? So I can't do that. But I mean, it, it's the, that's the thing. Comics' big problems are price and availability. Digital at ninety nine cents takes care of both. Yep. Yep. I agree. George. I've been saying for a while now that print's dying. Um, I haven't bended off that. There's nothing that makes me think that that's not true. Uh, you've heard much of the same from J.R. It just is. Um, print as a medium is dying off. Um, making them 99 cents is a fantastic idea. I mean, a, a dollar per pop, just the same way it is in a song for iTunes. If you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. 
Um, I don't know that people are going to do it for Nova. I think they really screwed up by not picking a more high-profile character. I mean, my God, you've got a summer right now where we're going to have, you know, the Avengers in one movie. Uh, Batman is going to be in a movie that looks like it's going to be, like, probably the worst of, of, of its three. And then the Spider-Man Law reboot. Of course it will be. I mean, this is this – is, this is the chance. I mean, stick with Avengers. My God, how many characters are there in that? You know, you could probably have fried this off, you know, with Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, or or Captain America Hulk. You know what I mean? I mean, this could have been done with high-profile characters. This is the direct market. And, and, and it, yeah, and it would have been. It would probably make you know been even more successful. I, I think Nova, with especially when it's not even Nova, it's like it's like Nova three or, or whatever now. You know, I mean, who's that going to freaking appeal to? Well, I think part of what this may be, and, and and I don't know if maybe Don just said something, alluded to it, or somebody alluded to it earlier. If you do it with a high pro, you have they're 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 probably going into this very gingerly. If you do it with a high profile character, the direct market will be up in arms, and you'll be accused of trying to eviscerate the direct market, which, by the way, has kept you guys afloat all these years. But what if for the direct market, you wouldn't exist. But once you go digital, you pretty well. You pretty well have taken the direct, I mean the um, the comic stores out of the equation, um, and you know maybe maybe that's one reason. You know maybe maybe that's one reason to try to get this thing going, going with a relatively low profile you know character who no one no one really cares about, and just seeing right. if it works. You know as opposed to saying oh by the way all Avengers comics are now digital. I mean if you did that. You know, I mean, then then it would be, uh, you know, you'd, uh, you'd hear quite a bit about it. I don't think that they need to do that, but they could do something high profile that's just digital and that is separate from what they're putting out in direct market. And, and I think that would be a better test form right now than trying some – and let's face it, I mean, I, I'm sorry. Nova, Nova's an interesting character. Nova's a second-tier hero. Right. He just is, and especially when it's not even the real Nova. It's this, you know, whatever dude. You know, I, what what kind of interest is there for that? I mean, for, it's going to be a turnout to begin with. How are you supposed to gauge that? I mean, do you turn around and go, well, we tried it and it didn't work? You tried it with Nova, not even the real Nova. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, here's a white rabbit. Here's a white no, rabbit. No, I, I don't think – I don't think – no, I don't think it's that going to be. Well, we tried it and it didn't work. I mean, I think digital is here to stay. I think they're just trying. I mean, and it, I don't know. I mean, you know, you might as well ask me about what I know about the peace in the Middle East because I know about as, <laughs> I know about as much about the economics of comic books as I do peace in the Middle East. I'm just speculating, but I don't think digital's going away. I just think the publishing companies are just dipping their toe very gingerly because. You know, because once they go digital, you know, hey, once you go digital, baby, never go back. But it'll be it'll be serious economic repercussions down the road, and there'll be a lot of blood in the water, essentially, from merchants and and things of that nature. And I I think it's just the, the way they're doing it. It's just they're just trying to do it as carefully as possible. So. What about what happened with Spider Girl when they did this? They eventually started reprinting them, and um. Amazing Spider-Man Family, or whatever it was called, Web. I mean, because that series, Web yeah. of Spider-Man Family, you know, it went through so many incarnations. But Mayday was going to be exclusively digital, and then yeah. after a few months, they said, "Oh, look, we're going to do another anthology series, and we'll reprint Mayday stuff there," which was good for me because I wasn't reading the digital stuff. And we'll wrap the show up right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. 
An example of their great prices is on Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number 11. And the description reads that Spidey teams up with the Prowler, but isn't he the bad guy? Who knows? Anyway, the cover price, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Also, friend them on Facebook. Just type in Mail Order Comics in the search bar. For the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com, I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas.